For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 31 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is March 31st, 2021. Let's bring in my co-host, Say Hey Rob. Rob, I missed you, man. Welcome back. How's it going? I, I know, man. I missed you, man. I missed the whole Say Hey podcast, man. Life's been a little busy lately, but we had yeah. some fun. So it's been good, you know, and all the episodes have been good, man. We've been on some real, uh, you know, top-notch guests and some some top content. So it's, you know, I like the direction we're going. And now we're at the point now we can start talking about some actual games. And, man, it's, it's like Christmas Eve, ain't it? It really is, and it's that's a great, that's a great, uh, great way to put it. It is like Christmas Eve because tomorrow is the best day of the year. It's opening day. Uh, the Giants will be up in Seattle playing the Mariners for three, starting tomorrow at seven ten. Which leads me to make sure if you're not already, jump on Giants Chatter on Facebook because the game threads start tomorrow. Like the real game threads start tomorrow. We did them this spring training. But tomorrow is going to be like takeoff. So I'm expecting a couple hundred comments tomorrow. I'm excited. So yeah, tomorrow we are playing for keeps. So let's bring it. Absolutely. Tomorrow counts. So mm-hmm. um, Rob and myself were joined by the other uh, Giants chatter on Facebook admin. And we did uh, our season preview. So if you have not seen those or heard those already, uh, make sure you go to our catalog wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes 29 and 30, part one and part two of our season preview. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about the roster a little bit because it's pretty much solidified. Um, we'll do our, uh, which probably were the most fun of our episodes last year when we did our power rankings. So we're doing our oh. preseason power rankings tonight. Let's do it. And then um, <clears throat> I just want to reiterate, we will do a Seattle uh, Mariner preview tonight just because it's the first series. We're really excited. We want to talk about it a little bit. Mm. Um, but 
moving forward throughout the regular season, this is not going to be your, um, you know, preview and recap kind of podcast. We're not going to be doing that every series. Uh, we will summarize. We'll go over uh, general stuff. But, um, you know, that's not this podcast. We're going to be focusing no. on other things as well. So, yeah, if you want to find the probables, they're pretty much everywhere, you know, <laughs> on, on any uh, form, you know, you, you can find. So, exactly. Not, not that important, really. So, the Giants finished uh, their spring yesterday um, with a win over the A's. And so, today they were off. Uh, sure, today was their travel day flying up to the beautiful state of Washington. I love Washington. Um, Great state to get ready for their uh, three game set to open the, the year with the Mariners. Um, so the roster is like, it's pretty much set. I'd say it's like 99.9% set. Yep. And I figured we can talk about that for a little bit and, and kind of go over what we're seeing here. Cause there are some things that stick out. Um, obviously at the catch position, two guys, we got Buster Posey and Kirk Solly. Don't need to really go into that. Um, the active roster for the infield is where we can kind of stop and talk about for a little bit. So we have Brandon Belt, Wilmer Flores, Darren Ruff, who could also play the outfield, Tommy LaStella, Donovan Solano, Brandon Crawford, and Evan Longoria. So the two that stick out to me there are Belt and Longoria. And I know, yes, we're, we're big uh, Belt critics. Robbie maybe sounding like he's best friends with him the last couple of weeks, but <laughs> no, in all, ser- <laughs> in all seriousness, um, Belt was kind of a – we'll focus on these two guys. Uh, Belt was kind of the wild card because we weren't sure if he was going to be ready. He even said, like I believe last week, that he feels like his swing's not ready and he has a limited time in the field at first. I mean, he's coming off uh, heel surgery. He had COVID and then he had mono, which you and I have both had mono, and that's not fun. <laughs> and it never leaves you, they say. <laughs> it really doesn't. So um, – are are you optimistic like let's be real um about this like are you optimistic that brandon bell is actually ready to go tomorrow you know i'm I'm gonna take him at their word i'm i'm gonna assume that he's ready to go because you know these guys don't really strike me as this isn't a a group you know farhan and kapler like if, if bell wasn't ready to go i don't see why he would be on the active roster and especially with you know i don't want to get into the Seattle preview yet but you know starting off against Gonzalez and Kikuchi who are two two lefties yeah I'm very surprised that he is on this active roster especially with given the other options with Ruff and Tommy Stella and all these other guys they can throw over first base yeah so so yeah but I'm going to take them at their word and you know assume he's he's ready to go because I don't I can't find any reason why he'd be out there if, if he wasn't so well here's the thing I I'm sure we can all agree, like, Belt's glove and his his play in the infield has never really been a question. He's always been a pretty damn good yeah. first baseman defensively. Sure, sure. Um, I, I, I'm wondering if we have to factor in, they're in an American League ballpark. Like, are we going to see Brandon Belt DH possibly maybe just this series? And maybe, I don't, who knows, maybe Saturday he plays um, some first base or something. Because we have to remember, too, we got to factor the schedule into it. They're off on Easter Sunday. Uh, and then they're in San Diego on Monday. So right. technically, uh, they could go without Brandon Belt playing first base until Monday. They could if they want to keep his bat in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look forward to as well. Yeah, I just I wasn't sure. It was just you know starting off facing the lefties 
you know what the, what the big need would be to keep his bat in the lap. Even, even though Belt Belt hits lefties well too. Like he's he's for a long for a long time he kind of had those reverse splits, you know, er, er, early in his in his career. So I mean he's not you know, he's not helpless against lefties or anything like that. But I just thought given the you know the Mariners rotation, you know he wouldn't be totally needed in this series is all. Now, the other guy I want to focus on is on the other side of the diamond, Evan Longoria at third base. Um, has hit, he hit well this spring. Like, he had a good hitting spring. But he didn't play third base until a few games ago. So he's very limited defensively in innings uh, regarding the Giants' spring. Yes. So, but again, this could be another case where, and the Giants will see a lefty tomorrow night in Marco Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh we could very well see Evan Longoria get the nod at DH in that lineup instead of playing third. You know, they could put Tommy LaStella at third. They do have a bevy of options in the infield, which is great. They do. But I, I have honestly no idea what they're going to do just in regards to Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria. Yeah, I, I mean, coming into it, I assumed that Longoria would, would be that guy to get that nod at the uh, DH spot, you know, in this series, and then – we get the belt news and then I'm like, what are they really? What's going on here? Like it's, it's hard to imagine either guy playing in the field right now based off what we've seen or what we haven't seen, you know, it was probably a better way to put it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they could throw, you know, Wilmer Flores over at third. They could, you know, Listel is that guy that we don't really know. I mean, he, he, I mean, I'm saying he, 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 could be playing first tomorrow. You just say he could be playing third. Hell, the fuck, Phil. We don't know, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's 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 gonna be, it's gonna be weird, you know, with, with all with all these you know different options that, that they got. But yeah, not seeing Belt or Longoria in the field really at all in the spring. Yeah, that doesn't really it doesn't really make me feel too great going into tomorrow, knowing that they're both active. But hey. Who knows? Well, I'll, I'll sum up the infield before we move to the outfield uh, as this. What it means to me uh, is, at worst, they're close. So, yeah. And obviously not to a point where, hey, we need to put these guys on the 10-day IL and, you know, keep Vossler up or, you know, because obviously Vossler's not going to start the year with the big club. We'll see him at some point, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so let's move to the outfield real quick. We got uh, Mikey Stremski. Uh, Mauricio du, Dubon Dubon. I, we got <laughs> to figure out the Dubon Dubon. Bit. You go Whatever. Dubon, I'll go Dubon. <laughs> Austin Slater and Alex Dickerson. Um, good thing is three and a half for sure. We know these guys are healthy. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank God Mikey Strumsky's x-rays on his hand came back negative. So I'm anticipating he will be ready to go tomorrow I in right so. field. Um, but the one wild card in this, and, and, and we know that we're, we're probably going to see du, Dubon. I'm, I'm sticking with Dubon. I'm sorry. Dubon in center field, at least for the majority of, of games. But the great thing is, is Austin Slater had a, um, a fairly good spring, uh, and he is healthy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm really excited to see uh, Austin Slater like become pretty much an everyday guy. Uh, I mean, he at 360 this spring, a 448 on base percentage, um, so he's ready to go. And if I feel like if the Giants have, I just totally clicked out of my notes, so I apologize. <laughs> uh, I feel like if the Giants have Alex Dickerson, kind of as your like three and a half fourth outfielder, you're probably doing okay because Alex Dickerson would start for a lot of teams. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, the only question with Dickerson has always really been his health. I mean, I, yeah. think, he's, I think he's broken his butt like three times, you know, over, over the years. And it's, it's really, it's really um, unfortunate for him because, you know, he's got, got a, lot, a lot of power and he's got power to all fields. And he's and you could see it, you know, you know when, when he's in there, it's like even when the Giants got him, it's like, man, how was this guy, you know, available? You know, they, 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 got, they got him for basically nothing. And that's why, you know, the best ability is availability. I think we all know that. But with Slater, this is a huge year for him. I mean, this out of out of all the guys, probably you know on on the team, you know he's he he's at a kind of a crossroads in his career where he's he's been a career minor leaguer for the most part. But last year, I mean, he really put, put showed his, what he's capable. Yeah, of. he he put his stamp. It's a six game season, but he was their most one of the most consistent guys, and especially against lefties. So I I am really excited to see him. You know, get, get going tomorrow and. Just see where he's he's at work, you know, when it counts. He's like he's always been a spring training legend. Always. <laughs> That's why he's been around for so long. But yeah, after yeah. last year, you know, I'd like to see him build off that. Yeah. So and then just real quick too, you know, talking about Dubon, I, I've been pretty vocal. Like I, I think that Dubon's gonna have just a breakout year and he's he's looked pretty good this spring. Um, I love the versatility. He's accepted, you know, the role of hey, we need you in center field right now, and he's you know, taking it with stride. Right. We saw towards the end of, you know, the last 20, 25 games last year, um, he actually started playing a pretty decent center field. And mm-hmm. so I think that's important, especially in a bigger outfield uh, like Oracle. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited for this outfield. I think, you know, just cliche, but stay healthy. You know, Mike Yastrzemski is the best player on this team. I think we can comfortably say that now. Sure. Just stay healthy. And this outfield will be uh, a pretty good, pretty serviceable outfield. I think so, and like you really, you can't say enough about Dubon. And like you try to put yourself in his his position when he comes over from Milwaukee. You know, he's like their fourth ranked prospect. I think he was, you know, middle infielder, plays second, plays short, comes over to the Giants. What what do they do? We're moving you center field, buddy. You know, <laughs> the, you know the one the hardest positions you know to play. Yeah, so, for especially sure. if you've never done it before. And so, yeah, props to him for sticking with the last year and getting better and so yeah it's it'll be cool cool to see where he's at tomorrow as well so we've covered the infield and outfield now let's talk about arms my favorite um so the starting rotation bit questionable this spring of like what it would end up looking like to start the season Mm -hmm. and totally understandable i mean uh zaidi and harris brought in several uh one-year contracts they brought in a few more guys that you know, I've been labeling as insurance guys um, that will, you know, start the season off uh, likely in AAA. Um, but this is what it's looking like so far. Kevin Gosman will start opening day tomorrow. It sounds like Johnny Cueto will go Friday, game two. And then Logan Webb is going to get game three in Seattle. Um, and then Anthony DiScafani and Aaron Sanchez actually uh, round out the rotation. Um, it's Pretty certain, it's not official yet, but pretty certain that Alex Wood will start the season on the 10-day IL. But uh, I'm, I'm assuming and hoping that he won't be there past those 10 days. It sounded like, you know, he's already throwing and, and amping up his, his bullpen sessions. So hopefully he's ready to go after those first 10 games. But, yeah. you know, a couple questions was who's going to start opening day? A lot of people said Gosman or Cueto. I felt like this wasn't even really a, a question. I mean, it, 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 starting opening day is kind of like 
it's kind of overrated nowadays, but still you want your best pitcher to put, you know, start the season for you. And so yeah, I felt do. when they announced Gosman, it was like, duh. Um, right. But I think they're following up Cueto Friday. That's definitely an experience thing. Yeah. Uh, they, you just know what you're going to get with Johnny Cueto. But the big talk of the spring has been Logan Webb. Uh, you know, he's been, he's coming off a season where he struggled last year, but he has been the talk of the Cactus League when it comes to um, his pitching. And, you know, uh, five starts, 17 innings, uh, one earned run, 22 strikeouts, two walks, and, uh, and that's all in 17 innings. The big talk is he has really solidified his changeup, and it's, it's keeping guys off balance. So talk about the rotation and, and give me your thoughts on uh, Logan Webb uh, going into the season. And he made the rotation. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, first off with, with Gosman, you know, you know, congrats to him, like a long time coming for, for a guy like him who's really kind of fought injuries over, over, over the years in Baltimore and all that playing on some bad teams. And now he gets to be the opening day starter for the giants. I mean, that's a, that's coming full circle. So good for him. And I, I think he earned it you know, over, over Cueto this spring as well. Neither were, neither pitched very, very well, but you know, you got to give him the nod. And yeah, the biggest knock, knock on, on Logan, Logan Webb, you know, last year, it, it was, it was his pitch counts. You know, he was getting, he yeah. was going two, two, three, two, eight, nine pitch at bats on, on everybody. But that, that's what happens with young guys. They go out there and they try to strike everybody out. And especially nowadays, you know, that's, that's kind of the game. So yeah, seeing him, you know, solidify that that changeup, you know, kind of being more confident pitching the pitching the contact, you know, that's that that's a big step for him. And you know, it's we see it in spring training, and he he was he was lights out. But you know, I think uh, this weekend, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll really get to see where he's at. And I'm, I'm confident in him. You know, I've always been a big Logan Webb guy. Like I was I was all for them you know, bringing him up last year because I thought he was ready and hell, the Giants didn't have anybody. So it was. Baptism it, by fire. It really was. And, you know, and he, he, he took it in stride. You know, he, he took, he took some lumps, man, you know, and in, in those pitching in Colorado, you know, and I think in his second start, you, you know, and yeah, you got the Dodgers, you know, you got the Padres, you know, when, and, and for pitchers, especially last year, when, when you're, going against the same teams repeatedly you know how hard that is you know yeah you know you know I, I, as a hitter you know you pick up on things you know against guys and yeah you're you're basically playing the same team every couple of weeks man that's that's some tough stuff yeah absolutely yeah. um and, and, and i mean like i just said baptism by fire I, trust me if last year was a normal season logan webb's probably not seeing you know the mound in san francisco until at least later in the year i would assume uh, he's right he had what, like seven innings pitched in Sacramento going into last year. It was like, yeah, Hey dude, nothing. weird year. We need innings go throw. And so that's what happened. And so that's why it was not, it was actually, I would have still had him um, you, like two weeks ago. I would have had him, you know, Hey, I, I think he still should start uh, in triple a or maybe stay down in Arizona until triple a gets going. And he needs some innings down there um, to just, just, build up his arm and and work on things but you know it, it, he forced the hand he's he's ready to go and um i just want to put this out there because a lot of people you know there's no debate like logan webb looked great this spring but you know don't let the numbers fool you like he's going to have his struggles this year he's not going to be you know just become the ace of the staff by 
you know, June or July and he's, you know, nine and three heading into all-star break with a two, five ERA. If that happens, then I will, you know, write Logan Webb an apology letter and a congratulations, but it's not going to happen. He's going to struggle. Um, Mm -hmm. But moving on from Webb, uh, another guy I'm, was really impressed with uh, coming in as long as he stays healthy. We know what he's capable of Anthony DiScofani. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a guy like Aaron Sanchez, who was signed after that workout uh, thrown mid to high nineties, he's still thrown consistently, you know, 93 to 95, which is fine. Yep. Um, another guy just stay healthy. And so if Alex Woods um, not seriously injured and his back's okay, as long as, as long as they stay healthy, this rotation could be fine. They just have to stay healthy. Yeah, I think so. And I would like to see Sanchez, you know, get a get a few starts, you know, in 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 the Myers first, you know, after his injury. But you know what? The Giants don't have much of a choice right now. So, no. you know, it's go get them. And so finally, we move to the bullpen, which um, Rob and I agree. You know, this is this was the true example of a baptism by fire as a unit last year where there's a bunch of no-name guys guys that should have been probably in sacramento shoot maybe even richmond some of Mm -hmm. these guys but you know what um hey 60 game season we don't really have anybody else you're pitching and so (laughs) some of them did and so what we have right now is wandy peralta reyes maranta caleb berger harlan garcia matt whistler jose alvarez tyler rogers and jake mcgee so I've been saying I think this is going to be a surprise bullpen in Major League Baseball. I think they can, they have the potential to be like a top eight to ten bullpen. Uh, the young guys have a year of experience under the belt. Some of them have had pretty darn good springs. Then the front office brings in a guy like Whistler, who's coming off a career year, really high slider usage. They like that stuff. Oh yeah, Ho- Jose Alvarez. Eleven. The thing is, is <laughs> it's crazy. Peralta, Barriger, Garcia, Alvarez, McGee. All lefties. All so five, five of your eight bullpen arms are southpaws. And you know what? <laughs> Some people are like, this is weird. You know, but no, screw it, dude. I love it. Give me all the lefties out of the freaking pen. Um, and especially a guy like Jake McGee, who it sounds like at the moment is going to get probably the majority of the save ops out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming off a great year with the Dodgers. So, yeah. uh, Rob, give me your thoughts on the Giants bullpen going into the season. Well, you know, they were like my favorite part in a weird way. They were my favorite part of last year because it was the craziest thing I had ever seen. I had never seen a bullpen where I literally knew like two of the guys. <laughs> my, I, I follow the Giants, I feel like as much as just about anybody. And opening day last year, I, I really said, who the hell are these guys? Like, you've got <laughs> to be kidding me. I have Tony Watson, Trevor Guy. That's all I, all I knew. And yeah. it, it was all because, oh, yeah, I saw this guy throw, throwing sounds. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember this guy. But, like, what the hell are they doing on the Major League roster? Like, that, that was where I was last year. That was last a month year. ago I saw them in San Jose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it was, that's how I really felt. And, you know, guy, you know guys like Berger and Peralta, you, you know, they – you know they 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 really stepped up. You know they they, they didn't have, have have the best years, but they got better as as time went on. And you, you know and they didn't have many other options, so they kept getting opportunities. Because I mean it was it was a dumpster fire early. The whole I mean the whole team was a dumpster fire. That, you know the first like two weeks they're committing absolutely all those, they're committing all those errors and the bullpen was just yeah it was it was it was ugly. But they got better. They you know they fall into a guy like Harlan Garcia who I've always liked and. 
and and yeah, I've been I love the Jose Alvarez pickup. I mean, the dude throws like throws like ninety eight. You know, he had the he had the unfortunate you know you know testicle injury last year, but now <laughs> now he's back. You know, he got out of Philly, and and yeah, a guy like you know if if you like Sergio Romo, you're gonna like Matt Whistler. You know, he's, yeah, he's, great he's point. Going, he's gonna be throwing throwing sliders all the time. I think the high. I think you said the highest usage rate in baseball last year of, of the slider or, or he was right there. And, and yeah, if you watch the, the Dodgers, you know, last year, we watched them all win the whole thing. And Jake McGee was a big part of that. You know, he's, he helped solidify that bullpen with a struggling Kenley Jansen down there. So, and the giants really got him on, on, a, on, on quite the bargain. So I'm with you. I think this is going to be a really, uh, you know, strong aspect of, of the team. Totally agree. Yeah. And, and then, but also throw in the guys like, well, one that nobody's remembering right now, um, they bring in John Brebbia, who was with the cards the last few years right. coming off of Tommy John, but before his surgery uh, was ha- off to a really good start in his career. Um, yes. If he comes back healthy, I trust this giants training staff that he's going to be ready to go. Like you're going to get a pickup probably in June or July of John Brebbia. It's like, it's like signing a free agent, even though you already did, it's just adding another plus arm. Then you bring back Reyes Maranta, who wasn't there at all last year, um, was looking like possibly the future Giants closer. Um, he's probably not where he needs to be right now. It looks like he's, and I mean this respectfully, a little heavy. He's not throwing, um, he's not throwing as hard as he usually does. He's kind of topping off like 93, 94. That's a guy that's going to be, you know, when he's ready to go, he'll be 96, 97, 98. Um, and then a Caleb Berger, who had a great year last year. Like, and, and, and the ups and downs of Tyler Rogers, we'll see. Right, um, he right. still worries me, but it sounds like he could be a, a ninth inning option as well for Gabe Kapler. So, oh. um, you know, we need to move on. But I, I am. I'm, I'm excited about the uh, the bullpen. I'm excited about the roster. Um, again, you know, we, we touched in it in our season preview the other day, episodes 29 and 30. Make sure you go listen to those. Um, but there's definitely uh, – a reason for optimism with this group. Um, not going to win the World Series, probably not going to get in the playoffs, but they will be a fun team to watch this year. That is for certain. Um, totally agree. You never know. The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, Head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. So let's move on to our fun segment. And we did this last year every week um, until we stalled. But uh, our, we're going to do our preseason power rankings. And so um, throughout the season, Rob and I will give our top five teams in baseball at the moment. Um, so, yeah. So let's just jump right into it because this is fun stuff to do. So all right, um, all right. I figured we don't have to take too much time on this. We won't alternate. We can kind of just like – you can give your five through one, and then I'll give my five through one. If you want to go first, you yeah. can. If you want go, me to go I'll first, go I can. I'll go fast. Let's do it. Give All us right. your top five, five to one. Okay, five to one. All right, number five, I'm going with the San Diego Padres. And this is basically just uh, – you don't – don't we haven't really seen it. You know, with them, yeah, I mean, they had a nice little run last year in the, in the short season. But 
all the offensive firepower, you know, we all love uh, May Machado and Fernando T- Tatis and, you know, then you, then you got your, your Will Myers, you know, you got the old veteran in, in there, you know, lurking. And Rob, don't you dare forget the great University of Michigan's Jake Cronenworth. Oh, I was getting to Jake Cronenworth <laughs> and, and, and hey, they get Tommy Pham back. You know, he had the unfortunate <laughs> injury last year where he got stabbed. Like, I mean, that, and he, yeah. I mean, really, I mean, and he, he's a, he's a hell of a player too. And like, it's all just, it's all ceiling, you know, with that team. You know, I think we saw last year, like, just kind of them on the uh, cusp of well, what they can be because it was such a short season. Their bullpen's got got to hold up. That's the big question. But you know, I like Denelson Lamet and uh, Joe Musgrove was kind of a an under underrated signing. I think you know got got you know finally got him out of. I think he was in Pittsburgh last year. You know, got him out of baseball hell. He was, yeah, yeah. So I, I it's all it's all potential you know with them. But I think I think it's there, and I'm I'm betting on them early. So they make my top five. All right. So number go four, so go I ahead. Go, I go again. Okay. Number yep. four, number four, I'm going with the Atlanta Braves and they're good. Yeah. They're, they're good, man. They're going to hit Ronald Cuna might win MVP. Yeah. If, if Freddie Freeman doesn't, you know, so I think they get Ozzy Al- Albies back. I think, you know, he was, he was out a little bit last year and I, I had a down year when he, when he was in there, but he's, he's a base dealer, a big, big, big contributor in, in that two hole. They're just they're going to be tough to stop, you know. All, you know, offensively, and you might see Matt Max Fried, you know, you know, take take a step back. I mean, he was like eight zero at one point last year. I mean, he was yeah, he was dealing. And then by 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 the time the playoffs came around, you know, he 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 kind of hit that hit that wall. But but yeah, kind of the same thing. Bullpen's a question. You know, they 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 put they play in a live yard, but they have gotten better every year the past like three, four years, and they've kept that same core group of people, of, of players. So I just expect them to keep keep going up. Give us your number three. Number three is the St. Louis Cardinals. And spoiler, I'm, or actually, if you heard the other day, you, you know I picked them to win the World Series. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. But the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, they – they they did us a huge favor and uh, got Nolan Arenado out of the division, you know, <laughs> along with other big yep. big bully uh, Paul Goldschmidt from over the years. So yeah, I mean, if you Giants fans might have some nightmares, you know, you know, you know, for relive some nightmares watching the Cardinals this year. But man, that team is gonna is gonna be great. You know, you know, our, our buddy, you know, Steve Risotto was saying that he thinks Jack Flaherty might win the Cy Young, and yeah, yeah. I, have agree, I have to agree with him. He's he's gonna be right up there. And mm-hmm. yes, same same thing. You you know they're they're they play in in in, in a kind of a weak division, so I I, I kind of ex- expect them to a, to a dominate. So I I think they'll be a they'll be in my top five most of this year. Number two. Number two is the Chicago White Sox. They, man, I'm a big Lucas Giolito fan. You know, he he struggled a little bit last year, and and, and then turned it on. I, I don't, I don't think the uh, sixty game season for for a, a young guy like that with all with all the expectations, you know, really helped him after a really good rookie year. So I expect him to bounce back a, a little bit. And I mean that 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 entire lineup, man, you got. 30 home runs just like rolling out of bed with Luis Robert, you know, and Tim Anderson and all, 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 all these guys, you know, I mean, you're that they're going to have Yasmani Grandal hitting like eighth, 
you know, that's just, it, it, it's absurd. And Jose Abreu, who, who, who doesn't seem to age. And the, 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 only, the, only, the only question I really have with them is, you know, they lost Alex Colum, who was a, who's, who was a superb closer last year. And that's, that's going to be uh, tough, tough to fill. But, but yeah, they're. And Eloy. And, and Eloy too. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're going to be uh, the cream of the crop of the American League, I think. I think the American League is a little down this year. I don't know about you, but, you know, we get I'll that get later. in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Rob, uh, who in the heck do you have at number one in your preseason power rankings? Well, congratulations to our San Francisco Giants because they are <laughs> – no, no, that's got to be the uh, world champs, the uh, stinking yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they uh they go out, they sign the most uh, prize free agent, and they uh, put him at like the fifth spot in their rotation. That's yeah, right. That's how they live. You know, they're they're living in another world than than the rest of us are. But you know what? We we all we all know how how good they are. You know, you got your Bellingers, you got Max Muncy, you got Corey Seager. I mean, you got you got everybody, but. Yeah, you know, they're not without their flaws. You know, their, their bullpen might might struggle a bit this year. Kelly Jansen has is showing signs. They did lose Jake Jake McGee to us, you know, and win. They, yeah, it's a win. <laughs> and and I believe I heard today actually I forget who the hell I was listening to, but they're putting Trevor May, they're leaving Trevor May in the rotation. They're moving David Price to the bullpen. So I'm I'm, I'm wondering what what that might be about. Maybe they think David Price could thrive in that in a late inning role. I don't know. I should ask. I heard that as well. I should ask my Dodger buddies. They would know. But but yeah, I mean they're they're the best. You know, I think I said they're win 300 games this year, and then yeah, I I I, I kind of mean that. They're really good. Um, They're good. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll get to my top five. So. At number five, I have your World Series uh, pick, the St. Louis Cardinals. I have I have like a five A and a five B, but I, I I'm going with the Cardinals, and it's Cheating. the sole reason of the division they're in. I don't think the NL Central is very good, um, and I think the Cardinals can win a lot of games within their division this year. Obviously, you add Arenado, you get you know easily I a top three third baseman. People would say I think he's the overall the best third baseman in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, on the other side of the diamond, you got Goldschmidt. Uh, they still have uh, a good rotation. Like you said, Jack Flaherty could be up for a Cy Young this year. Um, and then they got the Edmund kid as well. He's really good. I had oh, yes. I, I was going back and forth between them and the Braves at five. But, uh, yeah. you know, the Braves are really good. But there's a couple of teams in the NL East that are not bad either. So they're going to lose some of those games. But, yeah, I have St. Louis at number five. Um, number four, I have the San Diego Padres. Uh, this is, you know, I would say overall they've been the talk of the offseason um, just as a team in general. Um, they're just – they're really good. I mean, you bring in you Darvish, who's came off a really, really good year. They mentioned him. Yeah, Blake Snell, who, um, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for Mr. Cash, probably would have uh, been the World Series he- hero last year. Right. Uh, then you got, you know, uh, Chris Paddock, who's probably going to be their five starter, who's probably a three starter in most rotations. Mm-hmm. Um, Musgrove coming fr- over from Pittsburgh. And then Denelson Lamette not, is not even going to be healthy to start the year, but he won't be out too long. That rotation's ridiculous, I think. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you have that lineup with, uh, you know, Machado and Tatis, like you said. Um, and Trent Grisham's, you know, going to be he's hurt back, to start yeah. the year, but he's really good too. Yeah. But, 
The big question um, they'll have is, you know, can Austin Austin Nola stay healthy? He's hurt right. to start the year. And then obviously in that pen, and our, our buddy Brooks Newson's said it several times, he just doesn't trust that pen. And they have like two lefties in it. I think it's Tim Hill and Drew Pomeranz. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to run into matchup issues where it could cost them, you know, a few games. So the big question will be the San Diego bullpen. But sure. – Still a really, really good team. I have them winning 94 games this year. Number three, I have the New York Yankees. Um, In a division where, you know, the Rays were the AL uh, champs last year. The Blue Jays are coming up fast. I really love the youth in that Toronto organization. But the the Yankees are still damn good. I mean, they got one of the best pitchers in baseball in Garrett Cole. Um, you know, once Chapman's back, he's still one of the better closers in baseball. You got guys like uh, Claver Torres and uh, even even the no-name guys like like Aaron Hicks doesn't get enough love. Like, I think he's, no. he's a baseball player. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's hopefully Stanton's healthy. And then Aaron Judge is getting a lot of MVP talk. So, um, the Yankees are damn good. So, we'll, we'll see where they do. And they hit a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. Um so it'll be fun to watch. Number two, uh, I'm with you. I'm a big Chicago White Sox fan, man. That team is just loaded. Um, even though they've lost Eloy Jimenez for, it looks like till at least probably like September, which sucks because the kid can freaking rake. But, you know, you talk about this lineup, like you said, the roll out of bed and hit 30 home runs. Whole team. You know, Grandal is, is one of the better catchers in the league still. Jose Abreu, yeah, he's ageless. Um, <laughs> won the AL MVP last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is just a really good team. And I would say, I, I think, Rob, if I were to ask you, like, who do you think is my favorite player in baseball right now, regardless of team? Like, because I talk about him all the time. Like, can oh, you guess who it is? It's Tim Anderson. It's Tim Anderson, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. freaking love Tim Anderson. I know. Smooth you... with the glove. He steals bags. He hits for occasional power. He's a hit machine. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The dude's got swag, man. He's fun for the game. Tim Anderson is great for the game. He's DJ LeMayu with swag. That's <laughs> true. But I love Tim Anderson, man. He was my MVP uh, pick last year. Didn't come to fruition, but he still had a great year. He is my MVP pick for the American League this year. Going back to the well. Um, and yeah, Lucas Giolito, I think, is uh, is an up and coming star arm uh, mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. So the White Sox, and then number one, you're not going to guess who I have there. It is it's the Los Angeles Dodgers, the defending champs. Uh, only get stronger this offseason. They bring in, you know, Trevor Bauer to be like their third starter, <laughs> and Walker Bueller's my Cy Young pick. And you got arguably BS. the best. Arguably the best player in baseball and Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger is still there. And they bring back Justin Turner. Like this team's just loaded. Um, the bullpen will give them uh, some issues. Uh, they always, like you said, they lost to McGee. Kenley Jansen's still closing there um, for probably the what ninth year in a row now. Yeah. So the bullpen will be an issue, but knowing them, they'll probably go out. <laughs> even before the deadline and, and bring in a star arm or two for the bullpen and just solidify everything and go win 163 games. Yeah. And, ima- <laughs> but, um, and imagine if Max Muncy hits his, actually hits his weight this year. I didn't, even, I didn't even, I didn't even bring up Max Muncy. Who's going to hit probably 35 <laughs> home runs this year. And then Corey Seager, my God. I mean, it's not even fair. Like, uh, but you know, the one thing that, uh, 
not a lot of people mentioned that the Dodgers will miss Kike Hernandez. I, I know he's oh, not well. like a big name star there, but he's like your true Swiss Army knife. He could play anywhere in the field. Um, and man, he was a quiet giant killer. Uh, Kike Hernandez, I felt like was hitting a home run to freaking left field every other night uh, when he was playing the Giants. So um, he is now off to Boston. So kind of glad Kike Hernandez is out of the NL West, along with Nolan Arenado. So same here. Good thing for the other teams. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Um, so those are our top five power rankings to begin the season. Uh, but moving along, uh, like we said, we're not going to do this all the time. But we did kind of want to very briefly, very, very shortly, and to the point, um, preview the Seattle Mariners season. So, or series, I'm sorry. So the Giants are in Seattle starting tomorrow. Uh, it will be Kevin Gosman against Marco Gonzalez. Um, I am kind of like we mentioned earlier when we we're going over the doing our roster overview. I'm curious what they're going to do um, at first base, third base, and DH because. Um, who knows? We don't know if Brandon Belt's 100%. We don't know if Evan Longoria is 100%. Um, but good thing is Seattle's got some lefties that we'll see in the series. Uh, the Giants are coming off a season where they hit Southpaws extremely well. Um, mm-hmm. And for the most part, the Giants are healthy in the lineup. So um, it sounds like earlier today there's something that Paxton will, James Paxton will not pitch in the series. So – the only three things we're certain on are Gosman, then Cueto, then Webb. I know that we're getting Marco Gonzalez for the Mariners tomorrow night. After that, who knows? But kind of give us some quick thoughts, Rob, on this Mariners and Giants series to start the season. Well, yeah, you know, Marco Gonzalez now, I, I believe in the last two, three years, I mean, he's he's kind of been the Mariners' okay. ace. Yeah, he's been their ace. So. Yeah. So, you know, the moment won't be too big for him tomorrow. He, I'm sure he's ready to go. I'm sure he, he knew the, the day he showed up spring training, he'd be getting the, getting the ball opening night. And he's, he's, he's been tough, you know, for, for the last couple of years. I mean, his, 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 his ERA has, you know, stayed below four in the American League, and that's, that's really good. You know, I think he's at like a 3.96 last three years combined. Uh, he, was a, he was a 16-game winner two years ago. I mean, he lost, he lost 13 games, but look, he's playing for a bad team. And then, then last year he was he was seven and two, and you know these are on bad teams. So, and I'm not saying the Mariners are going to be good this year, but but between him and you know the old uh, can't pronounce his first name, but Kikuchi, you know, you know the uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, he's he's kind of, he's kind of been a uh, kind of been a failure come over from 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 Japan so so far. You know they and they invest a lot of money in him, but. I from what I hear, he's probably gonna gonna go game game two, and he's he struggled though the, the last couple of years, you know, if, you know ERA up in the five. So I mean, at least you know you, you know he'll he'll be out there, you know, trying to prove something. But yeah, they got Corey's older brother Kyle. You know, he's he's he's, he's still, still around. He's, he's still around. You, you know, yeah. he's still hitting for power. Yeah, you know, I've always been a big JP Crawford fan. You know, he kind of sucks in the field, but you know he's. Guy, athletic guy hits for pesky hits for, on the base pass. Yeah, hits, hits for power. So yeah, I've always been a big fan of his. These these are these are all guys who played for the uh, for uh, the uh, Modesto Nuts. So I, I got to see a, a, lot, a lot of these guys kind of sure. kind of coming up. You know, um, 
yeah, Dylan Moore had bad, had a good year, year last year. You know, Kyle Lewis start, starting the year on, on, on the IL, you know, really good player. He kind of fizzled out after leading the league and everything the first three weeks of the year last year. But yeah, he, he fizzled out and I think the Giants, yeah, the Giants are, are, are going to miss him. So that's kind of, it's kind of a good thing. And then the one guy I'm looking forward to seeing the most on Seattle this year in general is Mitch Hanniger. You know, two years ago, he had that really bad uh, ruptured testicle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he was on my fantasy team that year and I was doing real good until he got hurt. And yeah. it, was, it was real bad, but, but Dude yeah. hit for power. Oh yeah. And, um, he, from what I've, I've been, because I started reading some some of the Seattle blogs today, some of their writers, and people think they might try to move him th- this year at, at some point. But we'll see what happens. You know, you know Seattle kind of seems to be in a, a constant rebuild. You, you know, they're. I feel like the Giants have already kind of kind of passed them up. Get it, you, you know, in 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 their rebuild, which just started. So it's it's going to be a, a, a interesting to to see how how the Giants come out in this series because I think to a lot of us it's kind of a take care of business series even though this is the, this is baseball but I think we you know we can all agree that they're they're better than the Seattle team and they need to take two out of three at least this is definitely a series that the Giants should take two out of three the Mariners are are I don't want to say they're a young team because actually they do have like you said they got Kyle Seeger who's been there for probably yeah. 10 years now Mitch Haniger's 30 um Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like uh, Ty France is going to be their DH this uh, year. At least the old Padre, season. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's an interesting team. Uh, it's uh, I, I think I was hearing rumbling. I may be wrong. Don't quote me on this, but it sounds like Flexer will be um, thrown maybe game three, and he is a righty. Is that, is that Chris Flexen? Chris Flexen, yeah. yeah. I said Flexer. Flexen, I'm Chris sorry. Chris Flexen. So, uh, Flexen on him. But, uh, yeah, so this is this is definitely a team that's like – they're kind of, they're kind of similar to the Giants, where, you know, um, they have some good prospects awaiting in their system, but they're not ready yet. But the Giants' big league club is just, especially their everyday players are just top to bottom. It's a better lineup. So, um, I, you know, we'll keep this short. I, I, I do. I think the Giants should take two or three, at least up in this series. Um, you know, the ceiling is go sweep, uh, mm-hmm. but. I think the one thing I wanted to discuss real quick before we, before we wrap up is it's going to be interesting because there's no Sunday game. And on Monday, the Giants are in San Diego to take on the Padres, who, again, they're not 100% healthy. That's a very important early season series because they're going to try and, you know, cliche, but of course they want to go win the series. But that's going to be a series where the Giants think maybe, hey, we have the upper hand right now. We're pretty healthy. We're going to jump on the Padres and try and go steal two or three games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be interesting because we'll see. Gosman goes Thursday in Seattle, then Cueto Friday, Webb Saturday. Do they go Desclafani on Monday, but then instead of Sanchez on Tuesday, do they maybe start over and go Kevin Gosman in game two of that San Diego series and start the rotation over? Plus, it gives Aaron Sanchez – um, maybe a little more time to be healthy. And also he could be a bullpen option this weekend in Seattle. Yeah. If I had to guess, I would say that's what they're going to do. Cause even last year they, they did that a few, a few times and ended up, ended up skipping, skipping on off days. And it was, it's funny because, you know, Bruce Bochy never did that. 
you know, yeah. and it's and it, it's it was weird lot, lot, you know, last year watching Cowboy do it pretty much whenever it was possible. Granted, the Giants don't have the, pit, the pitching they had, you know, five six years ago, but but yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that Gosman will be uh, getting getting the ball come come Tuesday. Yeah, I agree. I would lean towards that's what's going to happen. And you know what? If all goes well tomorrow and he throws well and it'll be a normal five days, I think it's early enough in the season and he, you know, got enough innings in towards the end of spring uh, that he'll be ready to do that. But we do know also that Gabe Copper will not hesitate to go to that bullpen. Um, that could be a three-inning deal, three-inning get out. It could be. It could be a yeah, quick three to four inning and, hey, let's ride the bullpen the rest of this way. So – very interesting first six games, um, Seattle and San Diego, all on the road before they come home next weekend to open at Oracle Park against the Rockies. So I'm just excited in general, man. We made it. Me We're too. here. It's opening day. We have 162 scheduled. Hopefully we get in 162. Hoping, praying. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.